Welcome to the Rock Hill Dream Center Church, where we have a vision to see communities transformed by the gospel as we love, serve, share, and send. Thank you for joining us. and see brothers and sisters in a room together uh, celebrating what God's doing in our lives. Um, so take a moment and just look around and say hey to people around you. Uh, respect the distance, you know. There you go. Look at us. And for those that might hear this online, we did not move. Nobody touched anybody else. Nobody coughed or sneezed. You know, everything's safe. Um, glad you guys are here this morning. Uh, for those of you that I have not met, uh, my name is Garrett. I have the opportunity to bring the word to you this morning. Um, we are the Rock Hill Dream Center Church, and on behalf of the church, we want to welcome you here today um, as we go into our, our last week of our health series, our Fresh Start series. Um, we've spoken about spiritual health, we've spoken about mental health, and today we're going to speak about physical health. Um, I don't know why I'm the candidate to speak about physical health. I think I could probably blend in with this little podium right here if I stood like this long enough. Um, but don't worry if you're nervous about the topic. Um, I'm not here to tell you that you need to sign up for the, the, newish, uh, the newest fashion or, uh, or physical health trend. Um, there's no P90X workout that's going to pop up on the screen. No Zumba class that Maddie's going to come up here and teach. You got nothing to worry about. Um, we're just going to learn a little bit today about what God has to say about our physical health. Um, but before we go into that, I want to pray for us and ask God to be here through uh, his word today. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for this day and, and for time to fellowship together and to laugh and to learn. Um, we ask that you would calm our hearts as we look in your word this morning, that if there's things that we came into this building nervous about or that we have questions about, or if, Lord, even if we're at a point in our life where we're questioning you, we ask that you would just bring um, yourself to us this morning, that you would make your presence here felt through our hearts and that you would speak to us through your word, that we might leave here today learning something about who you've called us to be, who you've made us to be, and ultimately who you are and who you will always be for us. And we love you, Lord, and we lift this time up together to you and to you alone in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So I just want to recap real quick um, a couple of things that we've talked about so far. Uh, I do want to go ahead and preface you. Um, I did not really know where to go whenever Paul asked me to speak about physical health. I, I didn't know where to turn, and so I began to pray um, to see where God wanted me to speak today. And um, then what normally is an index card for me, um, I try to do that to keep my messages within a certain time, turn into a couple of pages. Uh, so God provided some, <laughs> some word. Uh, uh, I used to laugh at Paul a little bit whenever he would say that God kept him up until 3 a.m., um, but this past week, as I've asked God to bring a message for us today, he kept me up a little bit, and he woke me up, and I don't wake up easily, and um, I sat in the coffee shop with my wife yesterday, and a little side note turned into a paragraph, so we're here to learn today. I'm learning a lot um, as God has walked me through many parts of his word um, on this topic of, of health, but specifically today, physical health. Um, so, you know, we've talked about spiritual health, um, where Paul spoke a little bit out of 2 Corinthians. He asked us, who is God? Why did he create us? Where do we go wrong? How can this be fixed? And how can I see the results of being made new? 
You guys remember that, right? And then we went into mental health last week in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, where Paul led us through the word on trouble, sorrow, and shame. But through Jesus, we get what? We get peace. Um, And today, as we go into physical health, I want to just take a little minute to um, introduce that topic to us. Um, As I was reflecting on what physical health meant in Scripture, um, a couple ideas popped into my head. I think that, that it would be true to say that out of spiritual health and mental health come physical health. Um, I don't think that physical health is something that we should strive very hard to attain without first going for the first two, the spiritual and the mental health. Um, So as we go into this today, I want you to keep those things in mind, um, that, that we don't set aside spiritual and mental health to gain physical health, that really we need those first two in order to begin to understand what it means to be physically healthy. Um, I'm not talking about uh, having six-pack abs and being able to lift more or double your body weight, which some people in here might be able to do. Some people won't. Um, But that is no um, scale to fairly evaluate your physical health. Um, that, that, I believe, is, is a little bit of a facade that the world wants us to believe. But physical health goes so much deeper than what's on the outside of our bodies or how our muscles are working. Um, so don't only think of it literally today. I want to I push that idea that, that physical health can be something deeper. Um, and so I want to give us some examples of, of where spiritual and mental health um, are pointed out along with physical health in Scripture um, and the first of that is in 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8. And I'm just going to read it for us. You don't have to turn there. Um, it says, Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So clearly the emphasis there is on what? Spiritual health. And then... In regards to mental health, and I'm going to be flipping around a lot today, so I will let you know when I will ask you to turn to it. But today, um, for the second on mental health, it's going to be in Romans 8, verses 9 through 11. And the word says, But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those do not have, who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong, belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even through your bo- sorry, so even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. So the emphasis there again is not on the body, but is on the mental and spiritual health. And then as we look through Jesus' life as he walked the earth and he performed healings, a lot of times he would say, "Stand, your sins are forgiven," or "Because of your faith, you are healed." And then the physical healing would happen, right? And so there's clearly an emphasis that precedes that physical healing. You know, if somebody can't walk, Jesus seems to be concerned about the heart and the mind before he's concerned about their walking. That's important for us to know as we go into this kind of idea of what it means to be physically healthy. Um, So it kind of poses the question that if the spirit and the mind are are healthy and seem to be more of a priority in our spiritual lives, then why be physically healthy too? I mean, if we can have the other two, then why do we need to worry about 
physical health? Um, and, I, and I think that's especially a good question for, for our position in our culture, um, where it's easy to not be concerned about our physical health. Um, and please hear me say that I don't have anybody in mind, you know, when I say these words up here, that I'm, I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody today. Uh, that's the Holy Spirit's job, and through this, he pointed at me a lot. And so I want you to know that as we look at this stuff, we're in it together, that it's not a you versus us or them versus you. It's, a, it's God's word wanting to grow and teach us today. Um, and so if you don't hear any of my points, but you get to hear some of what God has to say to you today, then I, I believe I've done my job. Um, so I want to ask the question, um, what, what gives us a desire to be physically healthy? And I believe it starts at creation. Um, I believe it starts in Genesis. And so I'm going to read Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And that is, when God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. It, it's really our nature to want to connect to God through our physical bodies, because we are his image bearers. It's not that we existed in this fleshly status, and then God wanted a relationship with us. He literally built us from the dust of the earth. Imagine like, imagine a, I don't know, I didn't write this down, so this would be interesting. Um, Imagine a baker making a cake, but he forms that cake up, and he pops it in the oven, and it comes out. His pride for that cake and his connection to that cake is going to be deeper because he formed it with his hands. He, he put in the work and the effort to make it with his idea in mind. God did that with you, with your physical body, sculpted it. That's amazing to me. And, and, and it makes sense because then we wonder, well, well, why do I care about my physical body so much? Why do I think about it? Why do I lose sleep over it? Why do I get up at the crack of dawn to go lift weights to be good about it, which I don't do? Mm. Um, I used to. I don't have that effort anymore. But I, I believe we do those things out of a desire to connect with God, to physically feel that he created us. And, and to exercise the abilities he's given us, right? And so if that's the case, if we are image bearers, um, we have to look also that he gave us a purpose in that verse. It says, they will reign over the, the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry on the ground. And there's a couple other verses that talk about our purpose after he made our physical bodies. One's in Ecclesiastes verse, or chapter 12, verse 13. And it says... That's the whole story. Here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. Okay, so we hear then that part of our purpose is to fear God and obey his commands. And then we go to Isaiah 43:21, and we read this. I have made Israel, which is the believing body of Christ, for myself, and they will someday honor me before the whole world. So another purpose for God's creation is to honor him before the world. So out of those verses, we have to ask the question, how do we honor God 
with our physical bodies. I think we get a lot in scripture that talks about how to honor God in our spiritual lives and in our mental lives, to think of him, to pray always, to pray without ceasing, to be in community with one another, to read scripture, to pray through the Holy Spirit, to feel the Holy Spirit, to seek sanctification. Um, But there's no workout regimen in scripture. You know what I mean? There's not, uh, which is amazing in, in some aspects because in the Old Testament, there's a lot of detail about a lot of different things. But the Holy Spirit omitted anything about how to stay physically healthy in the sense of working out. And so what I'm really trying to do this morning is push your mindset about what it means to be physically healthy. And I think that it's a mistake to think that it's exercising, physically exercising. Yes, that brings physical health. You know, I don't, there's probably doctors that'll come at me and say, what are you, what are you teaching? Um, But I don't think it's only that. I think that there's a reason scripture doesn't have workout practices in here, that instead we're given another idea of physical health. And so you could do diets, you could exercise, you could do all kinds of different things, you could fast. Um, you could abstain from drugs and alcohol. All, all those things are good. Um, but on a deeper level, for your personal physical health, I want to push you to think about aligning your spiritual and your mental health with your physical health. If we begin to think of our physical, personal health on the same level and to the same importance that we think of our spiritual and mental health, then we'll begin to understand the, the context that our, spirit, that our physical health has to be in. Um, but instead, if we just think of our physical health out here and all those other things are for Sundays or for our small groups, then I think we create that, that fake separation of those three items. Um, and I don't know if that makes sense to you, and I, and I think it's a little bit of an abstract thought, but what I know my role was not to do up here this morning was to come to you and say, you got to go out and, and run three times a week and eat only this and drink only this because physical health's important. Um, I think that, that we deserve the time to take to really think about why God prioritizes our physical health. Um, And then I also want to look at it on the other side. So we talked a little bit. um, I've tried to communicate a little bit about your personal physical health. But I think I I really felt led um, to speak a little bit about our congregational physical health. Um, And this can be a tough little conversation. I I think a lot of times to challenge ourselves as a body um, can be uncomfortable and to reflect on our, on our health um, can bring up some things that we might not want to look at all the time. Um, and so let me start out by saying it makes my heart so happy to get to celebrate what God does with you guys. Uh, I mean, it, it's an amazing gift to look around this room and see this body of believers together. Um, not because I feel like we're capable of anything on our own, but because I see a clear desire for God to move in our lives. I think you guys carry that with each other and you bear each other's burdens. And we as a body can't pray for anything better than that, than to act as Christians with one another as God has called us to. Um, and so with that, that celebration, I feel comfortable bringing this 
challenge to you this morning. Um, and so we're going to spend a little bit more time in Scripture, and I uh, got some, some cool little, hopefully some metaphors that will help us understand um, that I'm excited about. But before, I want to wrap up the little bit about um, personal physical health, and it's going to go right into congregational spiritual health. And this is the main scripture um, in Romans 12, verses 1 through 8. Um, and Christian will have it up on the screen as well. And we read, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And verse 3 says, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. I think that whenever I first opened um, that selection of scripture, I probably spent a good hour reading through it again. Um, there's a lot of challenge um, that's being spoken there over the body. A lot of, uh, I think, an encouraging challenge. You know, you have capabilities. God, through his Holy Spirit, has given you a gift. That's a celebration. Um, but, but what we're hearing here from the Holy Spirit is that we're to use those gifts um, and to really think about how we can use them. Um, and so I, I want to ask us today to evaluate our physical congregational health. How, how's our health? Are we healthy? How do we look? If we went to the, the spiritual doctor today, is our physical health as a congregation healthy? And what I mean by that is, is I hope going to be able to be made more clear through um, a couple of little metaphors. I want you guys to think of a boxer. Um, not the kind of dog. I know we got some dog lovers in here. Connie, I mean like a, like a fighter boxer. Um, so you think of a boxer trying to make weight for a match. Okay, so boxers have to be within a certain weight regiment to, to fight the people that are also in that weight regiment in order for it to be a fair fight. And so they train, they diet, they sweat, they fast, they, they hydrate like crazy, drink so many gallons of water, all for the purpose of making weight for one fight. Or, or think of a runner who trains 
day after day for a big race that he, that he or she's been training up for. And so they get up at the crack of dawn before the sun's up. They run a few miles. The next day they run more. The next day they run more. The next day they run more. They stretch. They buy expensive shoes. They do all these different things to try to advance their run game for their running event, right? So they can compete. And now I want you to imagine that the boxer finally makes it to event day. And he stands in his corner. He's getting ready. You know, Paul comes out and does the announcement. In the left corner. And then he... He feels like his, his left foot just fell asleep. And his right eye is a little blurry. Like he can, something's not straight. He can't see straight anymore. Or the, the runner goes and they're at the start line, right? And they're getting ready and this big calf cramp comes in their calf. And their lungs feel kind of short of air. Something in their body is no longer doing what it was supposed to do. Or maybe that's not the right, the right way to say that. That part of their body has set aside its gift. And now that physical body is not going to be able to perform the same way as it was supposed to. All that training, all that work for that event day, and now the body is not going to be able to carry out the thing that it trained for. The only thing that, that is different, I think, between us in that metaphor and a runner or a boxer is that our event day as a church, as God's church, is every single day. Every day. And, and that's not to say that there are days that Paul, who we know has a, has a gift of loving people and evangelizing, doesn't get tired and need rest. God grants rest. He wants rest for us. But imagine if we as the body of Christ on our event day, every day, to tell the world about who Jesus is, sat aside our role, our gift, and didn't go out to perform. And, and we know that God works aside from us, but he empowers us and calls us as his church Amen. to be the spokespeople for Jesus Christ, to go out and tell the world about him. And so my challenge, and the challenge in this scripture, is for us, myself included, as a body, to take seriously our gifts. If you're an encourager, are you encouraging well? If you're a giver, are you giving generously? If you're a teacher, are you teaching with excitement? If you're a supporter, are you supporting one another? If you're, if you're an encourager, did I already say encourager? Are you encouraging? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to encourage myself to write this stuff down. But the, the point is, I, I think that God wants us to take seriously the gifts that he gives us in his Holy Spirit. Um, so I want to challenge you to think about what your gift is. Um, and, and it's easy for us, especially as a staff, to think of, of that in the, in the sense of um, we need people to serve at children's ministry. Maybe your gift's with children. Um, but we also are willing to acknowledge that sometimes gifts are deeper than that. Um, sometimes gifts are not you, you need to serve in this ministry at church. Sometimes your gift might be loving and encouraging people, and, and you might have questions about how to best 
utilize the gift God has given you. And I just want to encourage you that, that you have a gift, that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, Scripture promises that the Holy Spirit has gifted you things that he might not have gifted to your brothers and sisters. I want to ask you to think about what that gift is, and if you have any questions and you want to help, and you want help identifying what your gift might be, come and ask the staff. We love you guys. We pray for you often. Um, it's likely that somebody on our staff team has thought about how cool it is to see you do something that God has gifted you specifically. Um, and as I look around the room, I know I can think of many uh, as I see your faces. So I just I hope that's encouraging to you today. And um, I want to close with a, a thought, one a, a scripture from 1 Corinthians um, chapter 9, verse 24. It's a little long, um, so sorry, not sorry. But it says this. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them, and all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses. All of them ate the same spiritual food, and all of them drank the same spiritual water, for they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them, and that rock was Christ. Yet God was not pleased with most of them, and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. These things happened as a warning to us so that we would not crave evil things as they did or worship idols as some of them did in the scriptures. As it says, the people celebrated with feasting and drinking and they indulged in pagan revelry. And we must not engage in sexual immorality as some of them did, causing 23,000 of them to die in one day. Nor should we put Christ to the test as some of them did and then died from snake bites. And don't grumble as some of them did and then were destroyed by the angel of death. These things happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. And in closing, um, this was the side note that turned into a paragraph. I don't typically write down things to read through, um, but I, I really believe that this is a, an encouraging word that, that God gave me for this body um, and for myself. Um, and so I just want to emphasize that the body is of obvious importance in God's eyes. Um, the physical body, that is. And I believe that's made clear to us and that God took on flesh in the form of Jesus Christ. He didn't take the form of water, didn't take the form of a tree or of any animal. He chose to take his form the form he created in 
his image. And in taking that form, he lived blamelessly and took on a criminal's punishment at the cross. And when he was thought to be dead, he arose from the grave, claiming his victory over the death of the flesh. So now, my brothers and sisters in Christ, we too are victors by his blood, heirs to the throne of eternal life. Let me pray for us to close us out today, um, and then Justin will come up and we'll close with a song of worship. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I ask that you would uh, speak in the hearts of those that are in a position to hear from you right now. Um, that you would help us to understand where your Holy Spirit has gifted us. And that you would give us the energy and excitement to use that gift however you see fit for your kingdom, for your body, for your church. And God, as we look at what it looks like to be physically healthy, I ask that you would convict our hearts where we need it. Um, that it, if it be something like exercise, God, that we would not do it to, to meet our own goals, but instead we would do it to glorify you. Um, and if all of a sudden all of us go to the gym, I pray that we meet people there that want to know you so that you would reemphasize to us what the true importance of our striving for excellence is, and that's to glorify you and to tell others about you. And we thank you for giving us this body, this um, church body, this hands and feet of your word that we might get to celebrate with one another what it means to live on a mission to serve you. And we pray that we would honor you with our work and that we would sit still long enough to hear what you have to say to us and be encouraged by your word and by one another. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for this time together. In your name we pray. Amen.